You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with a fellow called Liam Cormier. He's the frontman for a band called Cancer Bats from Canada. The reason for the conversation was to promote the band's then-upcoming tour of Australia, which occurred through February of 2018, supporting Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Let's listen to what Liam has to say. Here we go. Mate, we do love you guys here. We do love you guys here in Australia. We're looking forward to your tour. And, uh, you know, I've always found that you have such a great sound and the grand tradition of the overlooked godfathers of buzz heavy guitar, blue cheer. Mate, so what have you got fit planned for us when you come to Australia? Uh, I feel like this tour, because it's uh, it's a direct support with, uh, you know, a heavy, a heavy hitting headliner, uh, we're just going to be bringing you know, like a cancer bad's best of like just coming with our a game and hitting it super hard. I feel like just classic out the gates, just like banging out as many songs as we're, we're able to in our allotted set time. I'm hoping we have like 45 minutes or like something like that. So we can just like lay the place to waste. Yeah, mate, that'd be awesome. Yeah. 45 minutes to an hour is, is would be, Probably not enough, to be honest with you, given that I think you do have... I mean, you are aware that you've got a following <laughs> down here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, and that's why when we when we got offered this tour, like, I feel like even just touring with Frank anywhere would be sick, but the fact that it's down in Australia is, like, such, like, a guaranteed banger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, oh, these shows are going to be crazy. So, yeah, I'm super pumped. Cool, mate. Now... I don't know if this is correct or not, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I read that you're straight edge. So an obvious question, is it hard touring given all the temptations to relieve stress through alcohol or other substances that might present themselves? Uh, I mean, for me, like I've been straight edge for so long that it's definitely like it's a non-issue. Um, like I stopped drinking when I was like 21, you know, and I'm 37 now. So it's definitely not not a thing at all. If anything, I tip my hat to like people who who rage and still manage to tour because I feel like that to me is insane. Like I can't think of the abuse that I put my body through just like playing shows. I couldn't imagine like on top of that, like having to deal with like a hangover. Like I'm already like sober hungover from like <laughs> lack of I know that feeling. and like dreaming yep. <laughs> all the time. So yeah, so like man, I couldn't even imagine like being like partying but i guess that's the you know that's the the there's you know it's easy for some people and and not but like mikey and jay like they both drink uh i mean they don't rage kind of as hard but at the same time i feel like australia brings up the rage in everyone does a little <laughs> so bit you hear that quite we'll a bit definitely <laughs> yeah everyone having a late night but that's my thing too is that like i'm definitely not one to shy away from you know going and hanging out and you know wanting to just like hang out at the bar and still have a chat, you know, without being wasted. Yeah, sweet. So the band is five albums into an excellent career. Do you have a new album in the pipeline since Searching for Zero came out a couple of years back? I think it was 2015 that one was released. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've slowly been working on some new tunes. Uh, kind of, we, we toured a lot on Searching, which was awesome. Like, definitely... Um, it was even like the fact that it was as well received and we got to tour as long on that record as we did is, is amazing. So for us, we definitely have taken some time and kind of chilled out. And then 
we just did this whole run of Bat Sabbath shows, which has been wicked too. Um, so now we're like, yeah, we're getting into the studio kind of like on and off throughout the year. And uh, I'd say we're like maybe halfway through, like working on some new tunes. So definitely looking like it'll be like next year sometime. I think when we have uh, like a new record coming out. Okay, sweet, mate. Now I'm going to ask you a bit of a different question because I think you raised a really important point about Phil Anselmo uh, and you alluded to a double standard where other bands or artists are concerned when you're interviewed in 2016 uh, for Loud TV. Um, and that was just after Phil's notorious white power salute incident, an incident that you know I feel he's genuinely contrite about after the fact. But it does seem like people pick and choose what they get offended by rather than calling out all obvious racism. And during that discussion, you made a good point about Varg and Burzum escaping any real boy- boycott at the same time as Phil's copying it. Um, and I guess the broader point would be people seem to sort of overlook general inequality anywhere when they're picking and choosing what they get offended by. So I've always found it really bizarre that so many people will turn up to protests and mar- marches wearing garments made in sweatshops in Bangladesh or India or where animal-derived product from countries with appalling animal rights records. So, mate, do you see Canada and, by extension, Western nations like Australia as living a double standard? And if you were king for a day, what do you think you'd change? Yeah, I mean, I do think that that's a, that's a huge question. But I, I do think... Sorry, it's a long one, a I know. Lot of that. But I will... <laughs> Uh, on, I will say, though, on like even a more positive note, I feel like a lot of those discussions now, obviously nothing's going to change you know, overnight, but I do think that a lot of those discussions are being, being brought up and a lot of people are starting to now like question those things, whereas I think a lot of times like people would always just be like, oh, he's joking, or oh, you know what I mean, like I'm just into it for this music, or you know what I mean? Like that guy's old, so who cares? And it's sort of like those discussions then get sort of like swept, you know, to the side. Whereas I feel like a lot of things that are coming up now, especially like, you know, with um, even just like a lot of like sexual harassment allegations that are coming up, like, you know, like all of those things that are now being talked about and people are like, Oh, I can speak about this and it also will be taken seriously I think is the other side that uh is really positive and that's you know also encouraging like right now that you know a lot of these things aren't just being like oh yeah there's not that many women at a show so we're just not going to talk about it or it doesn't really matter because you know we're only in this for you know like for the music. And I, I think those kind of things that are, that are coming to light now are really positive. So, I mean, that's the only thing that you can hope for is that this dialogue will continue and people will stop being like, Oh yeah, no, this is, this is cool that that person's wearing, you know, this offensive t-shirt at that show and no one's going to say anything because, you know, they just, they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Yeah. So I'm going to ask another question in a similar vein. Mate, what's your take on Canada in 2017 under Trudeau? And do you think it's trending in a direction where you feel people might be, uh, are happy? Or do you think that there's a Trump-style candidate that might win the next election due to people's perception that there's, that they're dis, or they're dissatisfied with the establishment? Uh, I definitely think that, I mean, there are a lot of things like in Canada that obviously aren't perfect that have been made, you know, better. I think we came off of like a huge conservative government uh, that I think a lot of people even like who had voted that power in place realized that it wasn't 
you know, the best situation. And that's why there was such like a liberal win because they realized like, you know, Oh, some of this funding. And I think even you can see that in the case of like the Brexit vote that a lot of people who even voted this, this, uh, you know, this change didn't really realize what they were doing, you know, that they were just like, Oh, going along with it. Yeah. And a lot of people were just like, I don't know whether they were taken advantage of, but I do think that there's a lot of people that didn't realize that, you know, that the situation could be a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? Than what they had perceived was even happening. And I do think that like, because we came out of that in, you know, the, the last election, I'm not as worried about going back into that. I do think that also the voter turnout and especially with people um, seeing so closely, like what can happen, you know, in other examples of like, you know, the UK and in, um, in the U.S., like when they when they don't come out on mass and like actually participate in the vote, I think those are you know like really interesting. So it'll it, I'll be interested to see you know at every kind of stage of the next like Canadian you know like um, provincial and federal yeah, like elections to see ages, like yeah. the the voter turnout to just be like to be like, Oh, like, I think it's more relevant now. And if anything, like being more politically aware, like to a lot of kids who I don't think like even participated in before over aware of it before are realizing that, that it is really important and that you could end up with, you know, um, you know, a really horrible situation on your hands that you're then stuck in because you didn't participate, you know? So I, I'm definitely like, uh, hopeful, uh, rather. I mean, I'm always pretty positive. So, <laughs> so yeah, good on you, like, man. You got to be, haven't me, you? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, I do think that there's a lot of good things. I will say though that like, uh, there's a lot of things that have been you know corrected within the Trudeau government, but it's obviously not perfect, and there's still a long way to go. But I don't. I I think that this is a good start. I'm not, you know. I'm not uh I'm not upset with how things are going within the Canadian political climate. Um I'm not as familiar with like I will say like international politics like with where you guys are at with Australia, but I do think like internationally there's a lot of people who are realizing that you know they do need to be more active. So I also hope that Australian kids are like Oh, I should figure out voting too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's com- it's compulsory down here, but the other thing is I think in Australia we've been very fortunate to date in that we've had centrist parties elected in every instance really since World War Two. Even before that, ever since we were federated in nineteen oh one, we've been very lucky in that whether you you know, we, we don't really have a hard right or a hard left here. People will think we do, but we don't really. Um, we have a, a centre-left or a centre-right government. They're both virtually exactly the same. So, you know, they tend to represent you know, I mean, it's it's a democracy, so you can't please all the people all the time. But in my view, my perception is is that our government here represents whether it's Liberal or Labor, because that's the name of the two right, the right wing party down here in Australia is called Liberal government, and the left wing government or party is called the Labor Party. But they generally represent up to seventy or eighty percent of the people. And I don't know whether in the West or pretty much any country you can get better than that. You know, it's, as I say, it's always hard to sort of bring people in mm-hmm. on the fringes, and you're always going to have people that are unhappy because they've got specific causes or issues that, that affect them uh, significantly. But, mate, it's very hard to lead a nation, I think. And, and Justin seems to be... It's, it's, sorry, it's Trudeau's first name's Justin, I think, isn't it? Um, 
seems to be doing an okay job. I don't mm. hear too, too much negative in him. And Turnbull, I think he's doing an okay job too, as, as well as the, they possibly can do, I think. But uh, look, enough about the politics. I've got one final question to ask you. Um, tell me about your clothing label, Treadwheel, because I understand you've got a stake in that. Oh, yeah. I have a, uh, a clothing brand that I do called Treadwell, Treadwell Clothing, uh, that's basically like inspired by my love of motorcycles and uh, how much fun I have while ripping around on them. So I started off making T-shirts and hats that I even brought down to Australia last time we were there. And that's slowly grown into now I have, you know, jackets and a riding vest and I make like a riding pant and uh, yeah, just more fun like motorcycle gear. So hopefully I'll be able to bring more of that stuff down to uh, to Australia too and maybe have some parties and stuff like that along with the tour. Cool, mate. Well, you are playing brisbane on the 8th of february mate so i'm going to be in the audience for that uh that show there so mate it'd be awesome to shake your hand and mate i won't say have a beer with you because you don't drink but share a glass of soda water with you or a coke yeah come have a soda water come and hang out it's also my birthday uh on the 9th so in melbourne you'll I'll be in melbourne then celebrating at 12 1201 uh-huh. uh, but i'll be celebrating that night as well i'll be probably celebrating that entire month to be fair I'm uh, I'm not I'm not shallow. <laughs> well, special thirty eighth, mate. Yeah, well, mate, that's awesome. So, thank you so much for your time. Your band is awesome, by the way. We do love you down here in Australia, as I said, mate. So, uh, I'm sure the gig on the eighth, the one I'll be at in Brisbane at the zoo, will be a cracker. Hell yeah! Right on, and thanks for doing the interview. My name is Andrew Mackay Smith, and you are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. That was my conversation with Liam Cormier the frontman of the band from Canada called Cancer Bats. Really appreciate you listening.